Welcome to the wedding festivities. This is Lord of the Manor, Walter Deville. Hi. Hi. Did I mention he's hot? I wasn't expecting you. I didn't expect you either. I want someone to see me for where I truly am. I feel like they're not telling me something. Why was I brought here? To Evie, my love. We're all so delighted that you're here. Man, what a hideous, ugly place. I like it. It's a statement. Hello, movie fans. This is Scott and Joe. Hi. And we are just another movie night, and we're kind of doing something a little different with talking trash today. Uh, we're going to be talking trash of a brand new movie. We usually would do uh, before and after reviews, but I figured this movie is just a piece of shit that we need to talk about it in the only way we know how, which is talking trash. Talking trash. Talking trash talking indeed. Trash. This movie is called The Invitation from 2022. Not to be confused with the actually good movie called The Invitation, which came out in, I believe... That was two, 2015. 2015, and it's an excellent film. Yep. And uh, I an feel <laughs> very, very bad that this movie has the same title as that because I feel like people are going to be confused when people talk about that movie. Well, I don't know. The summary of this movie is a woman takes a DNA test, finds out she has family, goes on a trip to London when she gets in, uh, invited to go to some kind of, well, I think it was London. Well, um, she, yeah, it's in England. Um, England. And she she, it's a wedding. Yeah, and supposedly going to a wedding of cousins to meet her entire family and shit goes wrong. That's the summary. And now we're going to talk about the whole movie. We're going to dissect the crap out of it because it deserves it. And I really don't yeah. think you should see it. Spoilers ahead. So, yeah. So let's start off right in the opening of this movie. We follow lead actress. Oh, her name is Natalie Emmanuel. Very pretty. Yes. Uh, where, where do we know her? Okay. What, what's the movies that we know her? Well, from? we've seen her in um, lots of things, but she's Miss Andre. Ah, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and uh, she's in the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. I, I, I should have known that instantly. I, I enjoy her, but this movie starts off really quickly, introducing her as a woman who. Is a is every stereotypical thing that you can think of of an, a character in a movie. She lives in a beautiful loft in New York City. Can't pay her bills, although she still lives in New York City in a loft, uh, trying to do art. Oh, 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 we have to find out that she has every bill on her refrigerator that she's past due on everything. Although she has a great laptop, a great cell phone, uh, good service, constantly on FaceTime. Doing all the pottery stuff. You know what? You're broke. Move the fuck out of uh, New York. How about you get out of New York City? Well, here's the thing that really is, it's the worst. It's like they have to do the whole cliche thing of, you know, showing each individual reason why she's poor. Her bills are there and, you know, she's struggling, working a catering job, basically not even a catering job. She works as a, as a, like basically a waitress yeah. for parties, like a, you know. They had to go out of their way to show us the bills and all that stuff. Like, just 
okay, we get it. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's it's so, like this typical thing in movies where the character seems to be living pretty large, but doesn't have any money. And is anybody who knows anything living in New York City is a nightmare on on money. Yeah, but another thing is okay, fine. So you can be, you know, we can be a struggling artist. Yeah, she'll and, live in a dorm or a roommate. You know, or, well, she wouldn't live in a dorm because she doesn't uh, go to college. She does, actually. She said she said she was going to school, some kind of art school. Okay, so she was going to art school. Maybe. Who knows? She yeah. was doing something, she said. She, yeah. It doesn't really matter. School. But either way, so she's she's a struggling artist. She has a best friend who is um, a total, uh, another cliche, because a lot of these movies have that friend who is just, you know, a smart ass wisecracking person she's got you know, your back who's always got your back that this is type. another funny ass cliche where um the main character says i have no family i'm very alone but her best friend is the best best friend you she's can have. literally awesome she's yeah. she's probably one of the best parts of this movie her name is um courtney taylor ah, that's pushing it i i mean She's the, basically there to give one-liners and say corny things. Yeah, but and she basically says some say, funny things. Don't trust white people and people white people with goatee. Goatees. Don't 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 trust white people and especially white people with goatees. Basically, which so is can we also just bring up the fact that the main character was also making some kind of jokes like that, and she's also not of of one race. She her mother was white, and her father well we don't really know but she's obviously mixed mixed race yeah you know um, that's true the movie is telling us that all the pandering that you can do in a movie these days right off the bat we're finding out you know they work the catering and of course they're being groped by men they're being hit on by men they're having dollar bills written with their people's phone numbers on it rich people are scum the boss isn't a jerk to them instantly when they're talking about how they're getting groped by people and the boss is like, I, I could get better people. It it's instantly that pandering where men are bad. This is bad. This is what this movie is going to be for the whole movie. And you instantly have that set up. So, of course, when she gets a free doggy bag from the party that she's oh, catering. Oh, excuse me. Get it right, sir. It's called a swag bag. A swag bag because <laughs> it's a rich elite party and all rich people are scum. And, it's and they just, all get fancy swag bags that they do which at the they Oscars. Do. Yeah, which they do. But so they sneak one out. And if, so one of the things in the bag is happens to be a DNA test. Because, you know, that's just something that you give out. Yeah. What? Know? Odds. Not like what are fancy odds chocolates here? or some like. It nice... was a bottle of champagne. Yeah. A DNA test. A DNA test. And I can't even remember what else was in the I don't bag. think they even said. I think I, they just I, made point of the DNA test. Yeah. And so, of course, she does the DNA test because movie. That's movie. Because movie. Because if she didn't do movie, nothing, didn't do this one thing, the movie wouldn't occur. Well, I mean, okay. In fairness here, her mother passed away. Her father died when she was, I think, a teenager. Always just my mom and me to have a family. That's what I really want. Don't stop telling you. So there's, they're forcing that down your throat that she does not have any siblings. She doesn't have any family. Absolutely she has no family. No family whatsoever. So when this British guy comes out of the DNA test, uh, you know, and says, Hey, you're my long lost cousin. Come to England with me to attend a wedding with me. You want to talk about that guy? The rest of your family. Should we go? 
and just talk about that guy for a minute because she goes to a restaurant to meet this guy who reaches out to her saying, I'm your long lost cousin after the DNA test comes back. And he is the most, again, stereotypical mm -hmm. British guy who's stuffy, rich, and super overly nice. Everything that you would say, maybe he's a serial killer. Oliver? Cousin Evie. <laughs> it sounds so Jane Austen when you say it like that. <laughs> you know, my mom always wanted to take me to England to learn about our family history. There's a wedding coming up, actually. You should come. I would love to, but I... Come on, everyone is dying to meet you. Uh, yeah, I mean... It's just calling out to it. It, it seems like it's this cliche um, where, like, you know, I don't have any family. I don't have any, really anybody except yeah. this one awesome friend. And I'd like to know more about my lineage. And he seems super excited about and that. And he seems super duper excited. Which is call, hey, big sign, big banner. Yeah. like I'm um, cautioning around me. Yeah, something's wrong with this dude. Something is not right with this dude, obviously. But this girl who's supposed to be strong and smart just packs up her bags and goes to England. Uh, all expenses paid by this guy. Okay, yeah, I trust you. I've never seen you before in my life, but yeah, take me to England. Yeah. Okay, great. So, she, but happens. by the way, she goes by herself for some reason. He, although he's on business, yeah. why they don't go together? The, he, she, she just meets him there. Right, she meets him there. So and she then, goes alone on first class. Yeah, and and if that were me, and I, I was okay, fine. I understand her plight. She wants to find her family. I get it. Okay, but. To not bring somebody with you. I mean, you're going to stay at some estate, this palace, basically, that they live in, and you're not going to bring someone with you. I mean, that's exactly the definition of being, like, set up for murder. I yeah. mean, like, obviously, this guy, you don't know anything about him. You met him 30 seconds ago, and you agree after having a salad with him that you're going to go <laughs> yeah. to England and meet all these people. They could be sacrificing you to the devil. Yeah, this I is... Mean, this is the watch horror movies. Typical hungry artist, like, well, shit, I got nothing else going on in my life. I can't pay my bills, so I'll get on an airplane. And they have to like basically shove it down your throat over and over that she's poor as hell. Poor. Like, we get it. No family. They tell you this numerous times. Right. No family. She's poor. That's and her character. Automatically wants to fall in love with someone. I mean, everybody does. So I get it. Well, but she's well. That's another thing they keep saying. She wants to be independent. She doesn't want to fall in love. She wants to be independent. Right. Well, she completely falls she's, for this. She says she wants to have a the Lord basically the get manner. a knock. She's like, I just oh, you haven't had any in a long time. That's what her friend keeps saying. So she's like, I just want to get some. Uh, but I'm an independent woman. Right. And then she doesn't have any interest in getting married or anything like that. She wants to be an independent woman. Yeah. But she longs to meet a guy. So, and when she okay. gets off the airplane, she instantly goes to a castle. It looks like a castle. She it's goes to a castle, beautiful. instantly gets out of the car, and see we see a bunch of uh, maids come out of the, a bus, basically unloads maids numbered. I mean, it looks like a murder van. They're, the women are they, actually like, numbered. They have numbers on their collars. Yes, they have numbers on their collars and check, on their Check a number one. Aprons. I wouldn't do that job. So I'm like, okay, there were just numbers. That's yeah. creepy, first of all. Yeah, don't give your names. Your numbers. Yeah, so um, then she meets. She, well, she bumps into them and knocks her glasses. She bumps into them, knocks the um, champagne glasses out, out of their hands. And so the creepy butler comes in, who's played by... Um, he he's the guy who plays Alfred on Gotham. On who, Gotham, who is actually one of the best parts of Gotham. He's actually a pretty decent actor. But Sean 
Pertwee? Yeah, he he is very very good at butt butling Pertwee? or what what would you say butling? But what do we call it? He butles. He butles, and he's good at it. Uh, uh, the the problem is, she's friending those those maids. She actually gets some of their names and becomes a little chummy with them for a second. Yeah. But this guy, he he comes over and basically. Oh, he just blasts that out of the way. Which is really odd. He he instantly berates this woman who's supposed to be this guest. This should be another call that something's wrong here. Like, he knows that she's coming, and he runs the place. So he already is making himself known to be already not a good guy. And she's very offended by him. Yes, and I would be too. He was very off-putting, and he was rude. Yeah. And he, she's, he's nasty to her. I, I wouldn't say... He was as nasty, but he's just not. She took it like really harsh. And uh, that's when the cousin and the lord of the castle come over and basically well, save her from the guy. We believe that. Um, okay. So I, I was led to believe when I first saw this trailer that the trailer doesn't do it. The justice. lord of the manor, played by Thomas Doherty. Um, his name is Walter in the movie. I, I thought that he was somehow related to her cousin, but that's not the case. He has no relation to the cousin at all. He's just the Lord of the manor who is hosting this wedding. There's a, a wedding of her cousins that she's supposed to meet and right. she never, well, we'll get to that, but uh, yeah, she meets this guy, the Lord of the castle. He's the typical hunky guy who has money. If you just imagine Christian gray, yeah, out. that's exactly what he is, but he kind of looks like it's like you know Rami Malek, and you keep saying that. I keep saying Superman from uh, uh, Lois and Superman. No, he seriously looks like Rami Malek. I don't. I mean, think he so looks like all. a like Rami Malek went went through like some kind of um, hyperbolic chamber or something and wow. got like a makeover. Like he <laughs> that's he crazy. just looks like you know he had his face sculpted. He looks, it's weird. He just looks like that that. Perfect blue-eyed, uh, black-haired guy no, that's just, just like very—he's just like, and he's very charming, and he's instantly hits it off with her, and it seems like okay, well, we know where this is going, and then the rest of the movie, until maybe the last half an hour, is a love story between these two, with mm -hmm. a little bit of peppering in some not—I wouldn't say creepiness. There, oh well, I guess it is because once in a while we get a scene. Of the maids being murdered by something in shadows. So let's just say that this movie, they like to throw in scares. Yeah, we don't even need to, we don't need to skirt around it. Because the trailer did this movie dirty. The trailer tells you exactly what this movie is. So there's no hiding it. If you've seen the trailer for this movie, you already know what it is. As you all know, there has been someone missing from this table. But that once broken bond will be renewed tonight. Evening. My new bride. I want to go home. But this is your home. So big spoilers. This is a vampire film. The trailer tells you that instantly. Yep. We saw this trailer, and I also I automatically thought ready, about or, ready, not, or, ready not. or not. Ready or not. Um, the one. Samara Weaving. Yeah. Samara Weaving. Yeah. This movie, I thought, okay, maybe that's gonna be that. But then the trailer goes, no, it's a vampire film. Okay, this still can be pretty good. This could be a woman coming into a castle thinking she's going to meet her family, but actually be some kind of victim or bride for the vampires. And she's got to fight back. 
That's a cool premise. That's mm-hmm. a fun premise. But the movie literally spends an hour just setting up a love story. It really does take way too long. It takes way too long. It, there's a lot of like, you know, silly moments where, you know, she's getting dressed up and, you know, going to a rehearsal dinner that literally means nothing. It goes nowhere. She meets the two supposed bridesmaids of the bride. We never see the bride and groom. That's the funniest part about this movie. She's told that she's supposed to be there for a wedding. And there's so many guests and they're at dance floors. They're on, they're at a, what looks like wedding reception. And she never, ever sees a bride and groom, and she never questions it once. Which one's the groom? The groom and his bride will make their grand entrance tomorrow. She no. completely does not I mean, seem she to even think does. of this. She does ask one time, when yeah. am I going to meet the bride and groom? But it's like days of after parties. There's been like three parties? Yeah, and then it's like finally she she's like, okay, when am I going to meet the bride and groom? And then the two bridesmaids... Um, one's a cute little blonde, and one is a statuesque. Just she's beautiful. Yeah, um, I know. I've seen her in things before, and she always plays like the bad, the jerk Russian girl. Yeah, she's always like that character. But she, yeah, so and we, we have to talk she, about her. Well, let we'll get to her in a second. So <laughs> then she, you know, the two girls they say, "Oh, we're gonna do a a bridesmaid spa day." Well, that happens after a lot of other things have already. Hurt. Yeah, you know, the shadow monsters come out and, you yeah. know. And to talk about, like, we see the maids start getting killed. The maids are getting killed. And the way that one. this is filmed is terrible. Because they start, they shoot it in complete, almost complete darkness, constantly lighting everything with matches. And the things look like La Llorona. They don't, I, you don't see what it is. It just looks like, it, it looks like something dra- uh, like draped in a black shroud of some sort. Yeah. You, you can't see it. You just keep seeing fingers. It's so badly done. It's like the nun where the, the music cues are telling you jump. Yes. You know, and, and the fingers thing, like it's so, it gets obnoxious because literally the whole entire movie, people are being touched in yep. the back of their neck, yep. in the back of their head, on their shoulder by these phantom fingers yep. coming out of the shadows. And no one actually sees the monster. Like she's completely, the main girl is completely tormented. Like a, by a, a shadow monster in her room in the middle of the night, so you know she freaks out, and, yeah, and we never actually see, you know, the monster. We never see it. You, you know what we skipped over, and I knew I was going to forget this, but I should have reminded myself. This movie actually starts off not with the lead at the castle. We get in a pre-setup to the movie that tells you what's happening before it even starts. You get an, a flashback to a woman killing herself in the castle. She's being chased. She does this really funny oh, thing where she shit. jumps through the room and knocks <laughs> out the butler. Yeah. And and they put this is really funny. They 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 film the butler, they black out his face. I'm not sure why they did that. You can clearly hear the voice of the actor who it is. You know it's the butler. And so later on when you meet him, there's no secret. She jumps on him, she knocks him down, and then she goes and gets piano wire. And she wraps it around her neck and she takes a statue and she jumps off and kills herself while these bells are ringing. There's a this big setup for these bells. Yeah. And, and that's the opening of the movie. And she's staring at us. And I, I, I think, to tell you the truth, this scene where the woman's, she's actually looking at you in the theater and she's telling you, basically, you should just get out of this movie theater. It's just bad. 
Like she's yeah. she says something in the lo- along the lines of, "This is where it ends." Yeah, like she she's the um I guess we find lady out lady of yeah. the manor. She was I guess married. Yeah, and this is to another thing. The lord of the manor. Well, we find out later later on, which the lord of the manor is only like a thirty year old or twenty five year old. That, I mean, that's what he looks like because the main actress actually says, "Oh, he's the same age as us." Now, they keep saying there's pictures in her room of the woman who hung herself in the opening of the movie mm-hmm. or decapitated herself in the opening of the movie. She's like, oh, oh, the maid of the house who's very, like, standoffish but also very helpful. This is one of those funny horror movies where the the staff is always ready to help the main character get away. It's one of those movies. It's like, I've only been doing this for 50 years, but now I feel like I should help somebody. Right. Yeah, right. it's one of those stupid yeah, movies. Yeah, like, oh, let me help you escape because I feel bad for you. Yeah, but... And your great-grandmother was my friend. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. She I'm says that the lead actress says, who's that woman on the, the wall in my room? And she goes, oh, she's the, the um, she was the woman of the house. Now, you think this would be the moment where she says, was she the mother? She looks young. Was she the mother of the guy, the Lord? No, nope, yeah. she doesn't ask any questions. And later on, when she asks the guy, where are your parents? She doesn't say, oh, I heard your mom died. She's the woman on the wall. No, yeah. She doesn't piece anything together. Nothing together. Nothing. And I also got to point this out, too, because I keep forgetting things to point out. She she does pottery, right? Yeah. She does, I think she says ceramics. So they, ver- they set up again piano wire. She... Uh, people who do um, pottery, they cut the clay with piano wire on, like, it's basically like a choke weapon. Right. Now, that's funny, and the only reason I bring that up is because when it comes back later on, it is so absurd, so bizarre, that it blew my mind. So, we'll get to that. But, <laughs> cutting back to what we were actually talking about, she's having nightmares, it seems like. Yeah, she has nightmares. She's told some crazy stuff, like, Hey, there's these giant birds that are flying around at night. They eat. They could eat people. Yeah. So she decides she's going to go out for a run. For a run, it, but in, might not in have the middle happened. Middle of the night. But then it turns out that she didn't. That she didn't really actually go for a run. She was having a vivid nightmare about these about creatures and someone in her room and someone in her room. So it was like she almost had. It was kind of like a premonition, almost. Kind of. But she she's, still. Got completely blindsided by all of this, which I feel like I just want to reach through the freaking screen and shake this character because, like, how could you be so naive? I mean, you yeah. literally don't know any of these people yeah. whatsoever. She just puts herself out there, and it's just such a, a horror movie cliche. The tropes are are, yeah. are heavy, and and that's the weirdest thing because for the for the good chunk of this, I was like, this isn't the worst thing I've ever seen. But when it gets to the ending, I was like, well, we spent an hour of setup, an yeah. hour long setup for this terrible yes. ending. And when we finally get to the, we're about, well, I would say, at so least much an hour in, we'll just say that the, you know, the girl, the main character figured, you know, well, well, look, look, well she's, she figures it out. She's blatantly told at a dinner table. Well, yeah, but before you say that, because I, I don't want to skip over the fact that they, they actually sleep together. She sleeps with this man. They have a relationship. That, it's very cute. There's a scene where he's talking to her about her his hopes and dreams. The reason I want to talk about all this is because when the reveal happens, 
it makes the entire movie make no sense. Oh yeah. So he is romancing her, and it is nice. They they generally seem like this is a romance. Like there's a connection. There's a yeah. connection here, but she has a second premonition of someone in her room, mm -hmm. a woman standing in her bed, front of her bed. There's a scene. And I, we also got to talk about she breaks everything. This, this lead actress, she constantly is breaking things in the She's movie. She's a bigger klutz than me. Yeah, it's a joke, <laughs> but she is a klutz. There's this one scene we have to talk about this where she tries to turn on a light because there's someone in front of her bed, but then there's someone on top of her bed. Like she has one of those beds that has the top with the fabric on it, and it seems like someone's crawling on the top. And so she goes to turn on the light slowly because she's so scared. She knocks the lamp over and it breaks, and then she gets under the bed. But the bed is clearly lit, like someone turned on the lamp. Yeah. On the other side of the bed. On the other side of the which bed. Which makes no sense because that mean, didn't I mean, I guess, I mean, let's just say it's the moonlight. I mean, it's totally not. It is totally lit but by it was a, just a, a lamp. The lighting department because they needed to see her underneath the bed because there's no lighting under the bed. It is so terribly it was, it was like stupid little, there's a lot of stupid little technical things like that that were just well, ridiculous. Yeah, but that's I when the guy came in the room. get into the plot, the main plot now. Well, we already got into the main plot. I want—I don't want to get that because I wanted to get to the setup. With he comes in the room and finds out and cleans up the thing, and the the maid is like, "Oh, the stuff you broke just so happens to look like a steak." You know, she's like, "Oh, she." They, they make a point to show that. I don't know why. Yeah, so but the it comes back broken, later on, I guess. And what's inside? It's, it's it like looks like a, a steak. It looks like a, a steak. Like who knows? A, who cares? A steak that you kill a vampire with. <laughs> so. It's so, so weird inside the lamp. The, the Lord of the Manor, the guy that's romancing her, comes in the room, and he's like, look, I'll, I'll wait with you before you can go to bed. So he they have a romantic moment where he lays in the bed with her and talks her to her about his life goals. And he shares his whole story about, you know, I want people to see me for me, and I want to be loved, and, and I want to share my life with somebody, mm -hmm. right? This is absurd. When you find out later on, she actually falls asleep during this, which is pretty pretty much for him as a guy would be like, oh, well, shit, you know, I guess you're not the one for me because you're not even listening to me. You know, he wakes up. It's so romantic. And of course, she goes to a, like you said before, a spa date. Now, this was like the creepiest moment in the whole movie because the two women come that are supposed to be bridesmaids. They come and get her to go on a spa date. And this is the creepiest movie moment in the whole movie for me. They do something that I think is creepy to watch. They're filming getting your nails done, but they're doing it in a way where it's like dentist tools scraping. You and Walter seem to be getting off the close, Evie. I'm curious, though. What if he told you about us? Ow! Let me see. <gasps> and it is very <laughs> off-putting to watch. You can hear the nail file. You can hear the nails being clipped. Yeah. It's... I mean, loud, very loud over the dialogue so that you know that something is going to happen where happening. she's yeah. probably going to get nicked and well, there's going to be blood. So there, I can't, I got it. I got to mention this because the two bridesmaids, the esque women that come and get. Now there's other women at the spa that's in the house. We don't know who they are. And the main actress never questions who any of these women are. We've only literally seen the maid, the main housemaid, the maid staff that was brought in with the numbers, and maybe two other women at a couple parties. I mean, I guess we're but just there's like eight women in this room. They're like you know party guests or you know um, guests at the wedding. The, the the actress, 
the lead, the lead act character never questions anything. But anyways, it doesn't matter because these two women come and get her. Now, here's the thing that's really important. The one woman is super nice. The blonde one seems very nice and is very caring of being friends with this this main actress. And her name is Lucy. And she's and she's cute in the whole thing. She's bubbly. She's uh, Bubbles in the Powerpuff Girls. And we're doing the Powerpuff Girls right yeah. now. She, and then, the, but the other actress, she is the biggest jerk in the world to the lead actress, the lead character. She keeps saying off putting things to her. Of course, she gets butt naked and goes into the into the the pool while they're getting their nails done. And of course, like my beautiful wife was just talking about, she gets her nail clipped because she gets angry because of all these things she's saying to her. And of course, she's bleeding, and it's it made me squirm because it's just I do not like the nail stuff. The that woman comes out of the pool and sucks on her finger. Yeah, as she's bleeding. Yeah, and she is terrible. I also wanted to bring that up because when that later on comes back, it also doesn't make any sense. And it is also just red herring, weird it's, stuff it's, it's that weird. doesn't make it's, any it, yeah. sense. It's red herring bullshit. It, it's not even red herrings because it's, she is a bad guy, but it doesn't make sense. Long story short, and to make a long story short she goes back to the room, is angry about everything. This girl just sucked her finger. She goes into the library she's not she's told like, to go into, yeah, which we also early in the movie saw. She goes back to the library, to yeah. She goes in there. There's no working lights. But she happens to find, by candlelight, all of her information. Like someone made a dossier on her and threw it on her their desk. Because bad guys always leave crap out. It's just stupid. That's um, another cliche. It's like, oh, look, I found a file on myself. Yeah. You've been investigating me? Oh Although my God, she just bastard. broke into their library. And that's fine. Yeah. She's spying on the lead guy. Why? There's no reason for her to spy on this guy. Although the, the one act, the one w woman that sucked her finger was basically saying, did he tell you about us? Which yeah. is, I think was supposed to set up that he was now, she was now an untrusting of the guy. It didn't work, but she still broke into the library, found this file, said, I'm going home. And then the lead, the manor guy comes to the house, into the room. And tries to stop her leaving. Yes, but can I just interject for two seconds and say that after she she started bleeding, um, getting her nails done, instead of going right to her room and packing her shit and getting on a plane right then and there, she decides to stop off in the library. Mm -hmm. Like and break she in. was told in the beginning of this movie that the library is off limits to her because it's going it's undergoing renovations. It even has a secret key. There's wall. a secret key in the wall that she was, you know, roaming about the, the house in the middle of the night and she saw the butler put the key in the wall. Yeah. So she knew exactly where it was. But why after getting your finger in your blood suck and all that nastiness, the first thing you do is go get that key and open the freaking library? Like, what are you expecting it, is in there? And she's like, you, did you say she's in a robe? She's and naked. she's in a robe. She's yeah. in a robe. And it's like, okay... You, Something weird is going on here, obviously. I mean, I mean come she, on. Th this character does not see that. She's That's having weird saying. dreams. Like, she seems to also be having a premonition of the woman who killed herself, which also doesn't make any sense. But it doesn't matter. It's just like <laughs> She women is in not questioning movies, anything. They don't question anything. It's like women in horror movies, it's like they've never seen a horror movie. Yeah. Like there's not, like, the, it's, there's never a fucking smart one. Yeah, because then it's there like, wouldn't be a movie. 
Yeah. True, but come on, have a bit of common sense. Like, yeah, have her say something. Ready or not, the the girl was like at least questioning shit. You know, she was fighting back and she was questioning shit. Well, she wasn't even questioning it because the movie gets right into it. And the movie, that's what I like about that movie. The movie is here's the premise. And it happens. Yeah, but she was And then the whole movie is the whole fighting. Thing. It's all about fighting back. Yeah. That's what's enjoyable. This movie waits forever it to get to out, that. And then you get this little because, courtship between the main girl and yeah. the you know, Lord of the Manor, whose name is Walter. He, he goes out of his way to explain to her why he has the dossier. And it makes sense. And she likes him again. She's not going to leave. And they have sex. Yeah. And which is funny because of what we find out. But they have sex. She, basically, they after sex, he says to her, she says, well, hopefully uh, the wedding, you know, I meet the bride and groom. And then he's like, you know, we should have a double wedding. You and me, we should have a, we should get married. And she's like, oh, yeah, you would just want to have a shotgun wedding. And he's like, yeah, why not? You know, let's live life to the fullest. And then she says, OK, I'm in. And then he's like, great. And he gets up and she goes, you know, I'm just kidding, right? And he goes, ha, 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 ha. And that night, they're having a big dinner. This is after an hour of movie. And supposedly and- all the cousins that she met, you know, the, the cousins that, are, I mean, I don't, none of these people are her cousins, I don't think. I think only one of them is No, her they cousin. technically, they, there's a part of the family that is because we found out that one of the people in the family had sex with one of the workers of the house. And he ran off and raised the kid on his own. That's right. So apparently and she that's has a his, bunch her grandma, of family father. members in this house. It yeah. doesn't even freaking matter. It doesn't matter. But so, yeah, so now they go to the party. She comes in this beautiful dress and they're all around the table and they're all wearing their typical horror movie party masks. Yeah, all- like those masquerade masks for no reason whatsoever. It's the stupidest thing. They do a little chant with their fingers. They look like they're smoking cigarettes. Yeah, um, it's like it's, it's very like Katniss Everdeen in the, in the Hunger Games, that thing that she does when she, you know, she oh, does yes. I tribute, I yeah, the tribute. To, that sign. They're like smoking. Yeah, it's like their two fingers are like putting it to their mouths. Yeah, it's um, stupid. I don't even know what it means. So, <laughs> But she sits down at the head of the table with this guy that she now has hooked up with, and yeah. it's just assumed, oh, I sit with the guy, the Lord of the Manor, with next to him at his seat. She mm-hmm. doesn't even look for another seat, and she's always late every she's party. She's always late. She's seem, always fucking around. They seem pretty pissed off. They've been waiting in front of these lobster tails. They got all this food on this table, and she's finally she comes in looking great. She's got this red dress on, looks oh, fantastic that, that on dress her. Dress is like amazing. Yeah, but- and she sits next to the Lord. The Lord is wearing. A crazy vest. His hair yeah. looks totally different, and he's so excited. And he's like, "Hey, we're gonna bring the families together finally, and we're gonna get married." And she's like, "What?" And then he says, "Bring in the food." They bring in this maid, and they slit her throat into a, a, a like a punch bowl, and serve everybody. And she's like, "This is when she's losing it like in the chair, just like what is happening? Holy crap!" And then he starts telling a story about how, you know, when we bring the three brides, my three brides together, turns out the two bridesmaids are actually his wives. Yeah. Now he's like, three, the three families will come together, a bride from each family, because she's the only woman in that woman in that family of like the lineage. So they needed a, another wife. The only woman that was in that family was the one that killed herself in the opening. 
the third bride. Turns out that when you have three brides, one from each of these three families, the Dracula, which turns out he is a vampire, the Lord of the Manor is a vampire, his two brides are vampires, the two bridesmaids women, they're both vampires. And it turns out that when they get three, they get super immortal. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. So okay, it's insane. I was questioning the whole time why he needs three brides. It, it makes saying. no sense. Like it's it's supposed to, like, I guess, strengthen them. They even said they further? won't age at all, and they'll be even stronger. Okay. I okay. Like who? But this is when I question things because here's where everything is. The hour that we spent is now everything that we've seen gets questioned because now what we find out is that one woman who's been treating her bad actually needs her. Right. So, so why would she ever be taunting her and messing with her? That's like this? exactly right. And she was warned by the Lord of the manor to stifle herself and, you know, play nice as play, he put it, yeah. because she's been mean to the main actress, this whole entire movie, just and, nasty making, you know, really just snotty remarks and just being a total asshole to her. You're terrorizing her in the night. It was her that showed up in her room. You know, she was like the shadow Nosferatu playing games with her in the middle of the night. She's insulted and her. She's insulting. She sucked on her finger. She, she's, yeah, she's, she's awful. Awful. And she locks her in a coffin. Yeah. They, they also, they undress her and put her in a, another type of dress. It's like a white silky thing or some sort. That's, that's insane. We're going to get that too. But she haunts her more. Now, they need her. They need they her. They say yeah. that they ha she has to drink the vamp the lord's blood. Mm -hmm. And he has to drink hers. Yep. Once she drinks his blood, she'll become an, a vampire with them. And as long as he's alive, they will all have superhuman powers. Yes, which also correct. suggests that the moment he dies, they will be back to humans. That's what I was believing in my that's, head, but apparently No, it does. So, 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 okay. Now this is crazy. He says, who knows when this woman, we get married, we might actually get my heart beating again. Okay. So she had sex with him. She didn't notice that he was cold. She didn't notice that he didn't have a heartbeat. Yes. But this movie completely defies all the uh, lore yeah, of vampires. They also tell you we can walk in sunlight we with no problem. We can sunlight. do anything we want. We're fine. Yeah. All the myths are wrong, but we sleep in coffins. Why? Okay, they sleep in coffins, but here's the thing about that they keep changing back and forth with this. They they keep removing some things from the lore. Like they took out the mirrors. There's no mirrors. Yeah, which never comes back. Never comes back. They're day walkers. Um, they don't have any of the characteristics except for beheadings, stakes to the heart, and fire kill them right. like dracula lore but why if they can walk in the sun wouldn't they just sleep in a normal bed right it makes no sense why? there's no reason for them to sleep in coffins yeah they actually said make a joke about it like oh here's your here's your new bed and they throw her in it and it's standing upright which is also it's crazy standing upright they they and, bolt her in there they put some nails in there and they bolt her in and she and they say you, we, you don't have to stay in there well, this is our new, here's your new bed, and they throw her in there. Yeah, and then they 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 nail her in there. Well, the one woman does. Now she needs her on her side. 
So you think that you would talk it up and tell her we're friends. You could be immortal. You can have everything in your life that you want. All you have to do is this. You like this guy. Right. Now, the, the craziest part, this guy spent all this time romancing her, basically telling her that, you know, I want to change and I want to be a better person and all this stuff. That was all an act. I mean, it's just she bullshit. wasn't even awake. Yeah, it, it was just bullshit. I it mean, was to trick the audience. It's just it was. I think it was just to trick the but audience. The previews totally and what also it was. Trick, trick her. You know, like maybe if you know, just to think that he was, he actually had any kind of you know soul. But he obviously doesn't have any soul. He was just playing a game with her to get her there, That's crazy. so he could marry her. And and why? And then the, the the way that they go about it. Again, this is movie villains doing things that are so stupid. All you have to do is find a person and tell them, hey, we're going to give you superpowers. You can live forever. We could, we're going to be rich. You can do anything we want. You know, All we have to do is live on blood. Mm -hmm. You don't just murder people in front of the person and be evil just for evil's Wait. sake. This is the kind of vampire and villain that climbs, crawls on the walls just because they think it looks cool. Right. He could just be walking. He doesn't need to crawl on a wall. Like, they do it over and over. And I kept going, why is he doing that? It, it, he doesn't it's need to so, do that. It's so unnecessary. You know, it's like, so the whole entire, you know, big reveal, the dinner, the families all got together and, you know, they brought him his wives and whatever. Okay, so they're having a big dinner or whatever. And he just springs it on her, like you said. Like, why, why do we need this scene? Why? And, and he basically says that he needed her permission for marriage. That was a part of it. And so he tricked her into saying, yeah, I'll get married to you. Although she said, I'm joking. Right. He was like, that was all I needed. And now you're bound to me. It doesn't matter because she was going to be forced into the marriage no matter what. It didn't matter if she said yes, obviously. I didn't understand was, why that was important. Yeah. She was brought there. So they were obviously going to get married no matter what. I mean, he was, or something, he was going to kill her if not. But yeah. either way, like that whole dinner scene was so stupid yes. and out of place because through the, an hour of the movie, they're making a point to romance, you know, her and, you know, get her, you know, in there and getting her to like him. And then all of a sudden they just slit the maid's throat right in front of her at dinner. Like without just yes. no warning whatsoever, like not that they would warn her, but why would you want to scare the shit out of her? Yeah. Like, why don't you make it so she's kind of enticed? Romance her, like, I guess, you know, uh, vampires usually do in movies yeah. where they glamour people. and Do you anything. Know, do anything. Like, sweet talk her and tell her that she's, you know, she'll have a great life and whatever. But no, you have to do it the worst possible way ever and yeah. slaughter someone in front of her. And also, I'm going to point this out, too. I get this. There's a thing about familiars in these in these lores. Dracula always needs a ghoul, somebody to take care of his coffin, someone to do all these things with him. Mm -hmm. And I get that. I, I like that. I like that whole concept that that it's somebody who's they're hanging. I'm going to give you powers over their heads, and so they'll do things for them. But here you have three entire families. They're not vampires. No, they're not. They're human. They're just they're, humans. Yeah. I think they were drinking the blood with them. Um, no, I, they I were not. So that is the that is what I, I had to do a double take. I did too. I was like, the, what is happening here? The butler, which is funny because we gotta talk about him too. Yeah. The guy who, who played Alfred, why is he always a butler? But whatever. He's so, he's really good at it. Um I mean he buttles, but it's <laughs> freaking stupid. But anyway, so he hands the goblet 
to the Lord of the Manor okay, and, and the, the goblet two to each woman, the, the bridesmaids, which are really his wives. Yeah. Um, so those are the only three that actually drink the blood. The other ones, the other guests of the table are just the families that actually. Yeah, he says something about by doing this, by giving me a woman from each of your bloodlines, we're all going to be powerful. Yeah, they give them. I don't see, really he, know how, though. He, well, because he has a lot of money, so he gives them prosperity. He, you it's know, insane. takes care of them. You know, like the old people in the village. Just kill him. Know, take his money. Yeah, like there's old people in the village after she actually ends up escaping through the kindness of yeah she gets out of the coffin and the, the of the woman maid. of the the head maid of gets course. her out of the coffin and says you know I was a friend of your grandmother's and I, I really want guess, you to make it through this so guess she, what happens to her oh yeah she gets instantly the, killed yeah, afterwards literally we don't we, see it it's no. off camera it just see her body it looks like a, an axe that cut to her head which but is whatever. okay so anyway so she gets killed. Then the main actress runs through the village, finally makes it to you know someone's home, the home of an elderly couple, banging on the window, help me, help me. They let her in, and of course, of course, I said it right, right off the bat. I said it in the theater. I was like, doesn't he own the whole town? This guy. I mean, he's yeah. filthy rich. Obviously, they're gonna call them, and they're in cahoots. So yes, this I was. Is, I ended up being right. This is the best line in the entire movie. This is the best, funniest line in the entire movie. Comes from an old woman. Mm -hmm. It hit her in the head. She hits the main actress in the head with a British bulldog statue. I think yeah. it was. She hits him in the head, her in the head with it, and then says, while she's falling to the floor, getting knocked out, she says, "Hey, don't fuck this up for us." This yeah. is an old woman, obviously. So yeah, it's the best. I laughed out loud. And, that and was funny, you know. But before she got hit in the head, the main actress saw a picture of. The old couple standing in front of the manor with the rest of the staff, the yeah, butler it, and all I, that stuff. So obviously they know each other. They work there. You know, they're part of this. I guess and living. That's like a whole cliche. In, with, I guess living in a world where this this guy's your lord is pretty good for them. They seem pretty happy. Yeah, they seem Everybody pretty seems happy. Pretty and, good. He, and he did say it. He's like, you know, you provided me with my wives and I will provide you prosperity. And so he takes care of them. The old, the elder of the one family that she found that she's a cousin of has an eye patch. I thought this is going to come back. Like some of them may maybe have talked back to him and he's hurt them yeah. or something. No, nothing, nothing. happens here. No, nope. The only thing that happens is, Oh, Oh my God. I just thought of another thing that didn't come back. So, no. This movie. So Finish yeah, your thought first. Basically, she uh, she gets brought back, and she's forced into a wedding. Right. So she's forced into a wedding, and she's put into a wedding dress. The whole thing. She's told she has to marry him, and it's going to happen regardless. So they actually have the entire wedding party. There's a a guy dressed in a mask that's marrying them. The whole thing's happening. Of course, Dracula, being stupid as he is, lit this whole place in candles. So <laughs> she realizes, hey, yeah, that that's stupid. There's candles everywhere. I can use this to my advantage. But she also says to herself, wait a minute. I remember that because movie, the one character gave me specifics that once I drink Dracula's blood, and I keep saying Dracula. His name's not Dracula. I, I'm just going to call him Dracula. His name is Walter. Walter, the, dra the 
the the nas the nasfratu uh, <laughs> is like your accent. his accent actually comes out of all of a sudden in one part too, uh, and his ears get pointy. Very funny. Yes, um, I mean, uh, yeah, he definitely shapeshifts. Yeah, he shapeshifts. Um, but anyways, they're at the wedding. She says, oh, "Oh, wait a minute! I can use candles. Oh, and by the way, I can drink his blood and become a a Dracula." I just want to say it like that. I'm not going to say vampire. A she's like, I want to become a Dracula. <laughs> so right? Funny. And then she's like, I could do this. What is wrong so, with you? Of course, she says, I do. I'll marry him. And he gives her his arm to drink her his blood. And she sucks that sucker down like a big gulp at a 7 Eleven. Yeah. I sucks, was like, wow, she's into this. She sucks him dry, baby. And, and, <laughs> He starts passing out like, oh, shit, girl, lay up, you know, lay off a little bit on my blood. Right. And she's she becomes a Dracula. (laughs) She becomes a Dracula so quickly. She gets fingernails. She gets pointy ears. She gets veins through her face. She gets eyeballs. He's right, though. It literally happens within seconds. Within seconds. And it doesn't hurt to grow (laughs) fangs, fingernails, uh, veins. It does not hurt. Because you're becoming, you're dying. Like your heart's right. talking. You're becoming a Dracula, <laughs> and she instantly turns into that. Oh, and it should be said that she, one of the 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 maids that she befriended earlier in the film, happens to be there chained up for for uh, for drinking. I guess that's the snack pack that they have right yeah, after, after the wedding for them. They're the Capri Sun. The Capri Sun. Yeah. So she's like, I'll. She stops sucking on her husband a little bit, and she becomes Dracula. And and she looks up and she goes, "Now I want that woman." And he's like, "Oh, I'm all passing out. You suck me dry, baby." Right? <laughs> so she walks over <laughs> and like she she night. rips off the cuffs of the the maid and frees her and knocks candles on the entire wedding party yep. and sets half the room on fire. Yes, and but- then. Takes we a stake. Don't see what happens to the wedding guests. Did you notice that? Some people get out because it comes back later on. Some people die. We see some people set on fire. We see a lot of them get out. But she takes, not only does she set everything on fire, she then takes somehow the thing from earlier in the movie that broke on the lamp that looked like a stake seemed to be on the altar. I don't understand this part. And she picked it up. She remembered stake. From earlier, and she shoves it into him instantly, yep. and he starts turning into an old man Dracula. Yeah, he he starts aging like really He's dying. quickly. Like he got stabbed in the heart. He's dying. Yeah. So the two wives are like, "Oh shit, this is serious." So this is when we get a slap fight. So one woman comes after her in the hallway, and they have a slap fight. It's literally the worst fight of all time. They slapping at each other with their fingernails. And then, of course, the other wife, the who has only been Dracula's wife for a hundred years. For a hundred years. The other one has been five hundred years. They start fighting, and she says, "Lay off my new friend." Yeah. Right? It's, enough's enough. You talk down to me too much. I'm going to take this opportunity from stopping a Dracula to fight my my wife. Uh, my my wife. They're wives. They're, they're like they're in a. In a Cohabit like relationship. A, yeah, like a so, foursome. Yeah, they're in a foursome. And so a threesome. But well, a foursome um, now that she's married to him. She takes the one after they start having a slap fight. She pushes the tall one into a statue because Dracula's always got stupid crap around to kill everybody. 
He, Dracula is so dumb. He, he's got candles lit everywhere. They better burn him. He's not he's, Dracula. He, he's Dracula. So there's a statue that just so happens to have a, um, a knight being killed by a dragon, and he's got a, his sword, and it's off the statue. It's, it's something that you would have in your house. A kid would instantly trip and kill himself on it. So what happens? She runs them both on it. The one wife pushes the other wife onto it, killing not only that wife, but herself for some reason. And then the main actress is like, oh, hey, maid, go get help. Yeah. This that maid the never maid comes back. that she actually um, set free. Yeah. That's that supposed to be her Capri son. She was supposed to snack yeah, on snack her back. after she got turned into a vampire. She never comes she back. She just runs off. And then she ran off and never came back with any help whatsoever. And, and now here's the funniest part is now he's dying. He not only got all his blood sucked out, but he's also staked in what I would say the heart. And he's an old man, Dracula now, and he comes after her, and he crawl. He's crawling on the walls. So I. It's so bizarre. And they, you think they're gonna have a big showdown, right? No. She like kills him real quick. Yeah, she kicks him into but, the fire. No, cast him into the fire. Oh, I, I brought this up that I was gonna bring this up earlier. I, I, I said I'm gonna bring this back, and this is where it comes back. And this is some insane, next level insane crap. In the dress they put her in and locked her in the coffin and her wedding dress, guess what she has wrapped around her arm under the wedding dress? Oh, my goodness. What her piano wire. Oh, yeah. That's not going to come back ever is what mm -hmm. I said. First year. off, when did she have it? Who could wrap their own arm in piano wire without killing themselves? <laughs> Why would she have it? <laughs> Where the fuck was it the whole time? I know when she was putting on a wedding dress. I didn't. If there was a scene, it was cut out of the movie. I I did not see a scene where she took it and hid it. No. It if didn't. it was there, I completely missed it. It was just there. It was it just appeared. So she takes that and she wraps around his arm while she's grabbing her, and she cuts his arm off. Yep. And then she's able to kill him. Yeah, she kicks him into the fire, and so she he just burns kicks up, him into a fire. And then she finds herself becoming unvampired. She's unvampired. She's undraculated, <laughs> and she walks out of the house in that typical movie slow fashion, mo. slow mode fire walkout. Yeah, it's not as good or as Orphan First Kill, where they're <laughs> playing, uh, uh, you know, some kind of wonderful whatever the hell they're playing, and it's like slow walking out of a fire. It it's just so bad, and cut to two weeks later. Two weeks later, after this whole event, she's. This is what's happened in that two weeks. She got home. Don't know how. She picked got, up her friend. She picked. She got home. She got out of. She found the cousin that got her in this situation, who's still in London. So tra tracked him down. She either stayed in London and sent for her friend to come help her. She also got a lot of money. She doesn't have any money. She has a lot of money to get a nice leather coat, a nice new outfit. Oh, she had a whole makeover. And a new haircut. Yeah, she had a whole makeover at the end of the movie. This is absolutely filmed later and stuck on the Sunday. I think so, too. And her friend is also in London now. So they got her plane ticket somehow. They're broke. Yeah, that's what I'm They're saying. They're both broke. So her friend is in London now. Also also I, has an aluminum baseball bat. She, yeah. She and now they're hunting the cousins. They're hunting down the people that brought 
the vampire king or whatever, not Dracula, but Walter, Walter the lord of the manor. They're tracking down those people who brought the wives in and contributed to this madness. And here's the best part is they end it on an absolutely terrible pun. She says, where did you get that baseball bat? Oh, and by the way, they're about to go kill the cousin with a baseball bat. I guess that's they're going to get away with it. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, um, um, that's murder because that's murder. he's a human being. Yeah. And she says, where'd you get a baseball bat? And she says, I'm prepared. Oh, hey, get it? Bat? Vampire? Bats? And the movie ends. Yeah. If that doesn't no just words. make you want to vomit from disgust, that's how I felt at yeah, the end of this movie. I was like, oh, come on, man. Really? You're going to end the movie on that pun? And what makes it even worse is the couple behind us walking out of the theater said, I don't know why this movie's getting such bad reviews. It was a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. I, I almost turned around and said, that movie sucked. Like, that was bad. I mean, we knew that, that it was vampires. So why do you... We already knew the whole because plot. Because the freaking trailer. The trailer ruined so like, it. Why did you take almost an hour and ten minutes to build up this shit? Like, literally, from the time of the dinner, which is when, you know, she saw the maid's throat get cut and everything started happening, we literally only had ten minutes left of movie at that point. That's it. It was so stupid. It, you it wasted just an hour and who knows what on this oh, crap. We forgot another point that I also wanted to bring up. She no, turned <laughs> She turned into a Dracula. We forgot. This is great. How we have to talk about this. She turned into a Dracula. She's told you now have the strength of ten men, and she has a really hard time fighting the butler. Yes. Okay. And at that point, when the <laughs> the butler, I can't. <laughs> he catches her in the. He was human, the by the way. He's 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 human. He's human. He's just yeah. a normal guy. He takes a um. Well, what appears to be a wooden... Like, it looked like a flagpole. Flagpole or something. And he tries to run her through with it. And she stops him. And they have like almost like a tug of war yeah. with this flagpole. I mean, she has the strength of 10 men. She he's can't an, take over an old man. He's an older man. And she, yeah. It, and, it's, and she cannot get this tug of war done. I have no idea what this movie is trying to do. She I mean, kills him, though, just to get that over with. But I had to bring that up because I felt that was another one of those moments where I was like, what is happening? What is that? I, how is this happening? Like, we were told specific rules. We were told she's got the strength of 10 men. Right. She, she should be. This should have been entire ending of this movie should have been him. Her just killing the entire cousins as a vampire. Right. That would have been so much fun. But that's not what they did. They, nope. I mean, they just, she, she threw just over kicks, some candles and. She kicks Dracula into a fireplace. And no, he just burns. It, it wasn't even a fireplace. It was, it was like the just a fire on the floor. On fire. It wasn't even coming toward her. No. It was like a was perfect so fire stupid. that was behind him and it never was moving. Yeah. And he, and it's CG fire. It is the worst it CG fire. It is the worst fire. CG fire. And the whole manor goes up within four seconds. Now we're talking about a place that's pretty much a castle. And the whole, and the fire like just I mean it's like an explosion. It's like she was slow slow walking away from an explosion, like one of those action films. It's and, like a fireball. It's only in one part of the house. Yeah, it was just so absurd. This movie was just absurd. It's bad. It is not good. 
And it, so her and her friend are just going to be going around committing murder. As murderers. Because they, that's what they set up. But here's the thing now. That whole entire circle is over because not Dracula is dead. Yeah, there is no He's lord of dead. the manor. So there's no one to bring wives to anymore. Yes. There's no more wives. Those two brides are dead and he's dead and there's no one to do it anymore. So why don't you, you know, exact your revenge in some other way? Yeah. You know, like ruin them financially or something because that's exactly what their motive was. You know, success, why? prosperity. Why would the writers do this? Why would the writers spend an hour of set up and romance? It is, it's not necessary. They could have just said, we're throwing a big party where all cousins are going to meet you, right? It's a big party. We're going to, we're going to do it in your honor. This guy, this, uh, the Lord of this town that we are all friends with, he's going to throw this big party. We're all going to meet up. The three families are all going to come. You're our side and you'll meet the other friends and families and distant relatives of all these things. We're going to have this big gathering. And then, you know, maybe bring the friend. Right. All right. And then make the movie be, well, we let we actually lord you here because you're a part of the bloodline. We need the bloodline to do this thing. And then have her do the whole thing where she becomes a, a Dracula. And then she drackles <laughs> up. She just drackles, drackles up. up. <laughs> drackles up the entire cousins. Drackles snack up. Snack packing them oh all. My, I think, oh, my gosh. Um, listeners, Wouldn't that be a better Scott movie? Scott is pretty tired right now. No, I'm not. I'm awake. <laughs> And I'm writing a great movie. He's I'm making up words. The movie could have been her drackling up Dracula. all of the cousins, cutting them up, dicing them up, slicing them up, and it's just a revenge. You know, oh uh, no, you know, I'm not in here with you. You're in here with me. You know that kind of the line. Oh, Jesus. Like just have her getting revenge, and it would have been this great thing. And if they wanted to do the whole, you know, white society, rich society stuff is bad, and if they wanted that to be the message. What would have been great was to see a strong female black woman just ripping the crap out of high society white male atriarchy. Right, but they're trying to say what that, a great you know, movie that would have been. She was a, a good, decent person, and that's not something that she would do. However, but she did do it. She did it at the end, and so like she is going to basically kill her cousin. Yeah, she tracked off the butler. She killed yeah, people. I mean, she had to defend herself, so let's just call that self defense. However, she's now going to be a murderer. It's a bit odd. It's a bit it, odd. It's it's odd. And, and I think it was supposed to be like this cool thing. I think they thought it was a cool ending. I, I can only imagine what happened here. If I had a guess, I haven't read trivia or anything. And I don't know if there is any trivia. Well, there's yet, a it female just director, so you get the whole female empowerment thing. Yes, yes. Um, you, you can actually tell. You, you can, can feel tell. it in yeah. the movie, too. But. And Which is a cool, shame. But I, I, they just didn't do it right. They didn't do it right, and they made the main character kind of dumb. I mean, she puts herself in this situation that it's like, come on, man. Like, wh who would ever do that? Yeah. Who would ever do that? And, and there's so many throwaway setups here that don't mean anything that were unnecessary. They could have cut out, like talking about how there's birds that kill people. We don't yeah. get any of those birds. Like, One bird hits a window. That's I mean, it. That's the whole plot there. I don't know why we were told that. Why were we told about the woman hanging herself in the beginning? Who cares? Why were we told about... Um, what was it? The what, all the mirrors are missing. Who who cares? Why were we told about the library? Right. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Right. Why was she not allowed to go into the library? I mean, if you didn't Just want to see those that, papers, 
then put them in the fucking safe. Yeah. Why are you just leave them on the desk out there for the world to see? Why are the why are we even getting scenes where the maids are being killed by shadow vampires? Because it makes it even stranger. Why are they like hunting them and toying with them? Like they don't need to do that. They they could have just brought victims from anywhere. Why would they actually order a maid service? Like a like an actual bus full of maids were shipped in. None I mean, of these women like are going to be said, missing, it, like worried it about. Looked like a, it looked like a murder van that they walked out yeah, of. They don't and need to do that. They they just they did it. I don't know why. You know that that needed to be done where they were just numbered. Like basically, that numbering system was basically to say, okay, these are just you know they're just our our two toys. Yeah. Oh, and also I want to point out this too. Uh, there's another thing that was set up in the movie that also doesn't mean anything, but they kept talking about it like it was going to be something, was the bell system. Every room has a bell. And in the opening, they kept showing the bells ringing. Beep, 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 beep. It's like everybody's ringing bells. I don't know what it does. It's just like supposedly alerting everybody that they have to go. But why do they keep rattling the bells? So later on, she um, gets out of her room. She escapes from her coffin. Nobody would know that she's missing yet. Right, that's but everybody true. starts ringing bells. Yeah, okay. and I kept going. Who know who's ringing who's these bells? Ringing the what bells? do these bells do? They're just alerting everybody to keep looking for her. Yeah, but why do they keep ringing the bells? So, like you keep thinking this, and also the maid tells her, "Don't stop ringing the bell." Right, right. and it's like it's like that means something. No, right, it never it comes back. It doesn't anything. mean anything. It never goes anywhere. It's not even interesting. It's, it's another throwaway. Yeah, and I mean a lot of that goes on in this movie. This movie just he's. Crap. I mean, the I, DNA test doesn't come back. The DNA like, test doesn't come was back. Was that a setup? No, it doesn't come back. Stuff like about her parents, like her mother, her 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 trying to do the clay thing. Nothing really comes back. The clay no. thing only comes back so she can use a bizarre wrapped around piano wire. Or why does she have it on? It is it, so insane. Like, it's so it's so like insulting of a movie, actually, when you think about it. Because what they're saying is that, okay, so this girl, she's living in New York City. She's a struggling artist, and she's poor. She can't pay her bills, and she's got issues. No family, nothing. So yeah, that's are you implying that because she's poor and desperate for money, that she's just willing to run off willy-nilly to England with some cousin that she's never laid eyes on before I in her so. life? And that's, like, they're basically saying that being poor is synonymous with being dumb. Yeah, it's insulting. Yeah, and and I just like I said before too, the whole thing about being this idea of that set up of oh, poor people in New York living in the worst place for money in the beautiful apartment with all these gadgets. And yeah, they all always live things. in this loft that's like yeah. thirty seven hundred dollars a month. I, I want to bring up it's the movie like, Bridesmaids and that whole idea where in Bridesmaids that she is such a struggling person that she lives with two of the worst roommates on the earth and she lives in a tiny room. Mm -hmm. It's brilliant because it feels like real. It feels like a real person with real problems. Yes. And all these other movies, it where, why do they think these people are like that? We just came off watching like Witchboard 2. We're watching another struggling actress doing this, uh, struggling artist doing the same thing, living in a gigantic loft. It's so, how? Yeah, you like know? if you're a struggling artist, you know, why don't you have a freaking roommate to help you pay the bills? There's like, no way. She would live like, with her friend. It would make more right, sense. If she lived with her friend, because it seemed like the friend was also in the same boat. She, she was. was taking midterm. She was going to college and she was um, waitressing as her job. Yeah. And 
she was also struggling. So why didn't they share an apartment or, you know, or anything sensible? Like yeah. they both lived in different places. Crazy. I'm like, this is so stupid. And, and to think and, that that woman, that friend would also be like, I'm up for killing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's just. Yeah, I'm with you, buddy. Let's go get revenge on. I'm gonna on call up some people. of my friends tomorrow and say, "Hey, we gotta go kill some. We gotta go drackle up some some cousins. Let's go drackle up people and see which one of them show up in London with me with a baseball bat." Um, <laughs> I give this one a fat four. Oh my god, I gave it a four too. This one gets a four. Um, I hate to say a pun right now, but uh, these this vampire movie sucks. Yeah, I didn't uh -huh. like it. I there was a part maybe the first 15 20 minutes I was like, look, I don't like a lot of these tropes. I don't like a lot of these clichés. But this actress isn't so bad. She's, you know, she's doing good. Uh this romance thing they're setting up is interesting. I know that this guy's going to be a Dracula, but I I uh, <laughs> I don't think I I like I would like the twist to be that he's not. That maybe he is a good guy and he actually does care about her and he's going to help her. But no, we don't get that. It is the same thing with Ready or, Ready or Not, where um, anyways, oh, Adam Brody, Adam, Adam Brody. Brody, yeah, he he's in that movie, and he's like a character who's like, I don't like what our family does, and I want to help, but I'm, I'm I know I'm a bad person because I've made bad choices, but I also know that this isn't right. There's always one of those characters, but I feel like this movie needed something to make it feel a little more interesting. We don't have anybody to really root for. The main character, and so it's not fun. There's nothing happening. I mean, I'm not gonna no lie. Twist, I, I no do nothing. like her. I think she's cute. I think she's a sweet character. Like she's a sweet person, um, and she's a no nonsense person. Which you know, you can tell in the beginning how she's like kind of bantering with the butler, and she doesn't appreciate his attitude, and she tells him so. And you know, she's you know doesn't seem to be taking any crap. Yeah. But th throughout the whole movie, it's like all she does is take crap, and, and she doesn't ask questions. Never ask a single. She never says anything. anything. She doesn't notice anything. Like, I understand this guy's like a hunk or whatever, and you like him, but it's like, come on, you got to ask a question. Be smart. And the only time she ever asks a question is like, oh, why are these papers about me on your desk? Like, yeah. Okay. It's like, this, you said this is a female director. Did she write this as well? Well, okay. So the director is Jessica Thompson. The writer is Blair Butler. Blair, wait, the Blair Butler? Blair Butler, who wrote uh, The Whole Ten Yards. Polaroid, Hellfest. Isn't Blair Butler the one from G4? There's no picture on IMDb. Those movies you named aren't good. Hellfest? <laughs> um, what was the other one you said? It was, oh, it was bad, too. Uh, the whole 10 Oh, yards. Polaroid. Polaroid was awful. Isn't that the one with Cal Penn? No, that was a girl in the photograph. That was terrible. Polaroid is the... Is that the one with oh, the, the ghost? Oh, you're fucking right. She was on X-Play. Holy shit. Really? Yeah, it says X-Play. That actually blows my mind. Well, she directed. It says she directed one episode of X Play. Let me see. It's just, just. I think it's Blair Butler. I think it's the one. Yeah. But it doesn't say X Play as an like an actress. Does it say self? It wouldn't say actress. Oh, it would be self. Self. Hold on. Let me look at self. Uh, oh wow. Okay. So she has. Um. She makes comics. Yeah, that's her. The writer. Wow! Movie. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Comic Con, a, Comic Con, hey, Comic Con. I used to be a big fan of that show X and I used to love everybody on it, but oof. Uh, yeah, I got nothing good to say at the end here. I didn't like it. I, I would, I know it's going to, it's flopping. I know, I, I see that on Rotten Tomatoes. It has like a 20. So I already know that this is not light. 
I want good movies to be I made. I feel we, like this movie had potential. We talked about this in the theater, right? We were talking about how there was more people in the theater for this than a movie like X. So it's always the ones that are really interesting and really intriguing and different or men. Something that was like, this is different. No one's making a movie like this. And then a movie like this turd, everybody shows up for. And I, I get mad for that all the time. Uh, it, it's I just said to you at the beginning of this movie, before it started, I said, people like dumb, easy stuff. If they have to think, they're not coming. And every time a movie like this does good, it gets me angry. Because that means that people were going to keep getting more of this than more of interesting things. More something different. Like uh, I can name hundreds of movies that we've seen that have been so much better, so interesting and intriguing. This didn't bring anything to the table. This is just very generic, schlocky stuff. I, I, I want... I want more interesting stuff to be made. Uh, I think this Thursday, there's a couple weird new horror movies as well coming out, but I don't know much about them, but they're, they seem like they're actually trying to do something different. So I don't know if we're going to go check that out and maybe do that for uh, before and afters, but maybe. But right now, this one's a pass. Yeah. And it's a new one. We usually do older movies for this, but yeah, this, yeah, this is a crap. This is a crap. All, all right. right. So thanks for listening. This yeah. is all we got for you. This is long <laughs> enough. This is long enough. This is like a total. I think we both lost our minds on this one. Ah, yes. Yeah, whatever it is. Well, thanks for listening. Everyone, have a good one. Help me, please. Here, yeah, dear. Hello, Mr. Harker here. There's a young lady who seems quite distressed. I'm so glad you've come to your senses, my love.